G'day everyone, and welcome to another episode of Yarns from the Paddock, brought to you by AgForce Queensland. I'm your host, Sam Fry, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. This podcast is aimed to help educate and inform members of the agriculture industry right across Australia, and today we have a cracker of an episode for you. At the beginning of the year, we had the pleasure of attending the Northern Australia's Food Futures Conference. And at that conference, they had a media release about the integrated cross-commodity R&DE program to bolster Northern Australia's cotton, grain and cattle industries. After the media release, we were lucky enough to snag Gillian Meppen and Joseph Eyre for a bit of a chat to help explain what this program means and how it can benefit Northern Australia. So once again, if you're sitting on a horse, sitting in a tractor or even sitting at a desk, this episode is for you. So hope you enjoy. But thank you very much for jumping on board. I think to kick things off, it'd be good just to have a brief intro about yourselves, your role, and then also who, you, who you're here representing. Sure, I'll kick off. So Gillian Meppham, really pleased to be here, Sam. I'm the regional manager for GRDC in the northern region, which is our traditional grain-growing region of New South Wales and Queensland, those um, more traditional grain-cropping areas. But I'm lucky enough to also look after the far north, so far north Queensland, WA, and here we are in the Northern Territory. Yes. Uh, hello, my name's Joseph Eyre. I'm a researcher with the University of Queensland in the Institute Coffee. Coffee is the Queensland Alliance of Agriculture and Food Innovation, which is a, a collaboration between the State Department DAF and the University of Queensland, where we do a lot of applied research across crop, cattle and food. Yeah, thank you. Um, we had a pretty cool announcement today at the Future Foods Conference here up in Darwin. Um, can you just expand a bit more on that? So the announcement today yep. was for the Cotton Grain Cattle Program. It's under the auspices of the CRC for Northern Australia. So we've partnered with CRC for Northern Australia. So when I say we, there are 30 partners in the program, which is pretty awesome. And GRDC are very pleased to be one of those partners um, Susan Mass from the Cotton RDC, CRDC, actually joined with CRCNA. She was on secondment there for six months to put the program together. So it's got a strong broad acre focus. Um, a lot of work behind the scenes to pull 30 partners together in that program. Good effort. It was really pleasing to have ministers from WA and the Northern Territory on hand today to announce the beginning of the program. The program is an overarching framework. There are six individual projects within that overarching cotton grain cattle program, um, two in Queensland, two in Northern Territory and two in WA. Can you expand a bit more on the six programs? Yep. Um, I think from an AgForce perspective, I think your members would really enjoy understanding what's happening in the far north Queensland projects. So I'll tell you a little bit about one that's um, in conjunction with Cottonseed Distributors, CSD. So there's an extension officer, Jody Padrana, who's um, come on board to act as a um, extension on the one hand, but really a stakeholder engagement officer so that um, people can engage closely with the program in Queensland. Jody's working really closely with Sarah Stevens from the Gulf Savannah Natural Resource Management Group. We've just had a fantastic tour where we brought um, growers from the far north Queensland Gulf Savannah Group across to uh, a tour of Kununurra. Catherine and the Douglas Daly region. We finished up here in Darwin, so four days on the road, four very long days, starting at 6am, finishing in the dark, eating Smith's crisps and drinking Coke for lunch. But we saw a lot of amazing country, so that was super cool. Um, the other program that's running there is the one led by Joe. So I'm going to pass over to Joe. He'll tell you about that one. 
Thank you very much. Yes, our project uh, works alongside and with uh, Cottonseed Distributors Lead Project. It's a really fantastic relationship and we are working well together. It's exciting to have such a um, environment where we are working with growers through people with those skills, those those real people person skills to engage. Um, and yeah, Sarah Stevens as well has been able to really extend out um, the welcome and break down some of those barriers so we can really get to rather than address research priorities, actually go back to the growers and ask, this is your problem. This is what you've identified as a research priority, but how specifically can we improve that problem? And that has been part of the grower trip. So it's the Far North Queensland Sustainable Cropping Group. And just simply having that time to engage with those farmers when they're engaging with other farmers across the Ord, across Catherine, the Douglas Daly, and the industry. So we just got pulled aside out of the meeting before about a an end user that um, wants more starch in their um, rations. So uh, incredibly exciting space and seeing how they fit into the research framework we had has been really exciting. I'll quickly, I'll try and succinctly tell you about our broad program. Yep. We are deliberately going to those lead farmers, those farmers that have been there and are doing it. They have some technical problems that they need to address to maintain their trajectory of success. And that's how we are getting in and engaging with them. Those priorities were around cotton crop protection in the humid tropics, around a cropping system, a rotation crop in that crop in that um, cotton system, and that rotation has to look after the environment, the soil, for enhancing the yields of that pinnacle crop, uh, whatever that cash crop may be, but in this case it's most likely cotton, and develop information packages to pull in markets, new markets in the region to overcome that logistical challenge. That is the dominant beef system here. So how can we develop farming systems that have those benefits to the grain grower and the cattle producer? Across that sits the integration of the cattle crop and um, cotton with environmental frameworks actually downscaling what it means when somebody talks about a big sky sustainability framework how do you make that meaningful to a grower and demystify some of those components using that information from those leaders understand how we can learn from their mistakes and increase the number of producers in the region so that there is a scale that makes the off-farm agribusiness profitable, how the grain handling facilities, the processes can come into the market and be profitable and build rural communities. 
Yeah. That's good. Um, there's an easy link between cotton seed and feeding stock. What opportunities are there for, I suppose, northern grain producers in the north who are looking for agronomic support, water availability, and veg ma- management regulations? <laughs> Don't want to go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, talking about capacity development in mm. the north is always going to be an important part of the conversation. And we were discussing this morning the opportunities to build into the framework that we've built here under the Cotton Grain Cattle Program. Um, I think we'll identify needs as we go along and opportunities. Um, So we've already seen on this last tour, the far north Queensland boys taking them across to to this particular area, so Kununurra and Catherine, that we had a couple of agronomists on the bus with us. The fantastic opportunity for them to engage with the agronomists over here Mm. um, and vice versa. There's already a linkage being made there. There's, um, pleasingly, there were four family groups on the bus trip, um, father-son groups, um, so early career, really early, and then all the way through, and watching the um, the interaction between those growers was, was quite magic to see, and you can see that there's going to be a lot of knowledge passed back and forward. But um, when you think about capacity and capability in the north, from my perspective in GRDC, building it at the research and development level is going to be really important. The agronomy paddock level and then there's the infrastructure piece. So it's a many-faceted um, need and opportunity. Um, and we've certainly got our eyes wide open to identify any spots that are easy wins and then some more longer-term programs that are going to be required. Um, of course, there's commercial players. You know, people are watching the North with interest. Mm. Um, they see opportunity and um, market talks, and I'm very hopeful. And we can see here at the... Northern Australian Food Futures Conference, that there's a lot of conversations going on on the side, people identifying commercial opportunities left, right and centre. Um, and that's very pleasing. From an R&D perspective, we've got our eyes open there. Um, we will be led by market pull-through and that will often identify need for us. Um, combine that with the grower conversations that Joe was talking about and you've got the sweet spot. So we've got market pull-through, we've got grower-identified need. Um, that speaks to to where we can can jump in. Have you got anything to add on that, Joe? I'd like to add that for me, uh, in the research space, it was it really did break down barriers. And yes, I just got an email back from uh, a commercial agronomist uh, that's really keen to connect and try to look to see how they could be part of our project in Queensland and and have that. Um, capacity to 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 use these um, these new information that come out across the north and link into international science more generally. Probably one thing talked to a few people today and, and throughout what we've been having this conversation doing the podcast is this infrastructure topic. And I suppose while it's amazing to see all this development and research going on. What infrastructure do we need to be improved, I suppose, to have this go ahead? Like right now, looking at the roads, and I suppose we want to go towards the actual processing of the cotton. What do we need to improve? What need, what opportunities are there? Yeah, it's safe to say, Sam, the very the first white paper for developing Northern Australia identified a lot of these needs. And the CRC for developing Northern Australia has got some really good um, studies in place already. I noted in the last federal budget, there's going to be the next version of the White Paper for Developing Northern Australia. And I think we'll see an increased mention of broadacre cropping in that um, in terms of calling out infrastructure needs. 
But Northern Australia isn't really different to anywhere else in Australia. It's roads, mm. it's port infrastructure, it's receival infrastructure, it's cotton gins. Um, that's the same infrastructure that we see a need for anywhere yep. across Australia. Um, I also see that infrastructure space, space in exactly what we were talking about before, capacity building, so tertiary institutions. If you're a young, um, young person wanting to study ag in the top end right now, you're pretty much heading toward Gatton down at UQ, um, UNE maybe in Armadale. That's a long way from home. Mm. Um, being able to study closer to home, um, either through a university or a facility up here, makes perfect sense to me. Um, and that's something that I think will come in time. We can create linkages right now to other institutions and other um, other opportunities. But um, I'd love to see a day where you can stay at home and um, yeah, do your ag science degree in the top end. I think I think that, I think it's technologically advanced. Like I know I, I did my degree externally, um, like from home. I'm pretty lucky to do that instead of going away. But I I do think like I think roads is something different. I think it's a totally different conversation from North Queensland. You going on that northern tour? I think you said you got to Georgetown. Well, for those who know Georgetown, that area, it's dirt road a bit. What twenty forty k out of there? And I know we've just had a pretty good wet season. And I know straight after that wet season, there's no way you're getting a semi down those roads that you need to send that cotton. How much does that affect the cotton industry to like to actually getting transporting that stuff out? Like I don't know much about the industry, but how much will that affect it? It'll affect it a lot. It affects every commodity a yep. lot. Um, and this is the chicken and the endless chicken and egg conversation. Build it and they will come. Do you begin to grow the crop and then seek the infrastructure? Do you put mm. the infrastructure in and begin to grow the crop? You've got to do it in parallel. No different to any developing industry anywhere in any new area. Um Governments are not deaf to this. They understand. Um, CRC for Northern Australia is well-placed to to inform that conversation. Yeah. Um, one thing I was mentioned was that there's the opportunity, I suppose, for these smart cropping centres that, that I told about in Dolby and Emerald. Will we see something like that moving a bit more forward north? I think it's important to have a stepping stone approach to just like Gillian said with the the having things happen in parallel. I'm very passionate about moving that research off a research station into regions, remembering that uh, Northern Australia is not going to become a massive single unit of farming. It has been highlighted for some time that it will be a mosaic. It will be a a niche in many different locations that are may look on a map like they're all in one spot, but they are hundreds of kilometres apart. So we do need to rethink the models of how we perhaps use the word smart, how we, <laughs> how we make a smart network that connects those, those small plot um, on a research station uh, in on a very or even in a glasshouse to a research station to the smart cropping center where they're looking at field scale onto farm and this during this tour i think there has been a real seed set for growers wanting to do replicated trials on their farms not doing that fun foundational research of zero n versus optimal n but doing those 
integration of all of those components to something that makes them profitable. And that's what we need to keep balance between a new looking for solutions and getting the solutions that are already out there, not just in North Queensland, not just in Australia, but internationally, and adapting them, using the farmer's knowledge of their own fields to translate those solutions to make them work in their property. Joe, I think you're exactly right. Um, the For AgForce members that are keen to engage with a program like this, it's a fantastic opportunity. I love watching that magic happen when you see an innovative grower with an engaged researcher. They were so engaged in conversation on this trip, their beers ran dry and they forgot to get another one. I mean, that just shows that they were having an intense conversation about opportunities um, and being able to translate that glasshouse research station, bigger field, and then on-farm experimentation, it's brilliant to watch. Um, and I can I can see there's a lot of growers that are keen to be involved. So any AgForce members out there that are keen to to better understand this program and how it might um, might work on their place or look for them, I encourage them to get in touch with the CRC for Northern Australia and, and put their hand up, become engaged. Yep. So... Touching on those lines, what would be the best way to connect, like do you guys, with you with yourselves or with the CRC? It's a good question. I think it will depend on who. If you have networks to reach out, there's always that um, that way. But yeah, the Senate, the North, CRC for Northern Australia, there's a website. They'll be able to um, put you in contact. And GRDC. I think, Sam, a really good way to connect with the um, cotton grain cattle program in Queensland is through Jody Padrana, who's the CSD Extension Officer, um, who will be doing a lot of work to make sure that the right stakeholders are, are at the table and engaged. So Jody Padrana is um, easily contacted through CSD um, and then CRC for Northern Australia, as Joe said, um, will have a link on their website. But um, yeah, there's lots of ways to engage with this program. I hope we see lots of innovative growers um, keen to be to be in on it. I suppose so. Just before we wrap up for the episode, is there any final thoughts or anything you want to say towards the Ag Force members in relation to this? Brendan Taylor, he's a fantastic advocate for cropping in general, and he would also be a go-to person. Yeah. And and has a lot of yeah. We uh, he's had a lot of involvement and understands what we're about, so he'd be a good way to get in touch as well. Any last things? Yeah, Sam, thanks so much for having us. It's been really great. Good luck with the podcast. It's looking so professional. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Yarns from the Paddock podcast. And if you did, be sure to give us a follow and share it with your friends and family. Anyway, tune in next time. See you later.